Welcome to the Eagles Nest Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this recent message by Senior Pastor Tim Winter. The title for my message to share with you this morning is called Super Sunday. Our kids going to stay in here for a little bit. Let's. I'm going to ask you if you'll endure with me or or kind of. Go along with me. I want to share with you the scriptures. And the theme has been good vision. And this year, I pray that the Lord would open your eyes in a new way so that you see things uh, like God sees them in a way that you never have before. Yesterday, we had a, a visitor here last week, and I was sharing as, uh, in the concept or in the principle of vision and the, the concept of um, seeing the Lord's promise in your life. And yesterday, as we were working out at our local mission there at the Promised Land, one of the visitors came to a volunteer was working working on one of the buildings with us that will uh, it used to be a chapel, and he came up and started sharing my sermon with me in the snow. I was freezing cold; I didn't have my coat on, and I thought, "Wait, that, I I think I heard that. Yeah, I, I spoke that." And I thought, "Oh yeah, you were there." And he's he's you know telling me all this good stuff and. So I just kind of sat there and froze and listened and was so thankful that God can communicate his love through people you don't even know, uh, through a rushing mighty wind, a, a moving in the mulberry branches, through a bush that burns and is not consumed, through a call like a sailor to the sea. The Lord's calling to you and telling you that he loves you. So on this Super Sunday, I want to talk about good vision and I want to talk about uh, some commercials that we'll all probably see later on today, and isn't there just, isn't there just a, a, a contest of who can spend the most and get the best 30 seconds? I've got some commercials, and I already, I want to just ask you to stand one more time. We had a live presentation of the Lord touching a, a neighbor of our dear uh, leaders in the church, and so I thank God for touching you in a personal way. And as we gathered around, the ladies gathered around you last week, Pam, just to see uh, Sister Sharon, Sister Desiree, uh, my wife, or, and yourself, when something happens to you, God's aware of it, and sometimes, very often, God will give the next piece of the puzzle to someone that you're in relationship with. That's called the church. And together, say this, together, together. We, we have the mind of Christ. That's Paul's letter in 1 Corinthians. Alone, I have my perspective. But when she said, was that, was that Pastor Clark fanning me from behind? <laughs> he, she looked, and there wasn't anybody here. The angel of the Lord is doing something special in your life because of his love. Oh, yeah. And may God do that today. We have some uh, video that we want to share with you, but I want to start with the scripture. I want to talk about the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, on Super Sunday. It says here... In the book of Hebrews, one of my all-time favorites, Wendy, do, uh, I, I will be at slide number four. This is, this is really a powerful scripture. Listen, and then uh, we'll bounce back. I want to share with you some images and some video that, that has happened here in this gathering of believers. And so this is not only... Uh, a present move of God that we're experiencing, but God has been doing things and answering prayers, and I just want to remind you of some of these things. 
But here's one of my favorite scriptures. God spoke to me and said, I want you to release this on Sunday and call it Super Sunday, not, not the football game, but my son, my beloved son, remind the people. So let's listen along. God who at sundry times, that means various, God who at sundry times and in divers' manners spoke in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken unto us by his son. Will you say he's spoken by his son? He's spoken by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Who being, uh, referring to the son, Jesus, the super son, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand, on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so better than the so much better than the angels, as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels has he said at any time, You art my son, this day have I begotten you. And again, I will be to them, to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the first begotten into the world, he said, Let all the angels of God worship him. I want to talk about the excellency of the Son in speaking his word to us, in purging us from our sins, and inviting us into his family. That's all contained in these first uh, several verses of Scripture. Wendy, can we see one of our, our little intercessors kneeling? I hope we get the light. That's my firstborn grandchild. And just in case you didn't hear me, this is Super Sunday, and we're going to have some commercials that we are glad to share with you. Good things are happening here. Good things are happening here. Uh, that's a, a little three-year-old child that a couple of weeks ago caught what you caught, and it, it didn't swirl around here. It brought, now, we don't train our kids now at such and such a time, go, go kneel down. No, we just entrust them to the Lord by teaching them God's principles because in the olden days, Hebrews 1, God who at sundry times and in various uh, ways spoken unto us our fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son. He is speaking. The son of God, the beloved son is speaking and he's speaking to little children. Uh, Psalm 149, uh, he uses the, the praises of the little children to disperse the powers of darkness in the enemy. So I just honor the Lord in our posterity. I really, really do. Now, Let's look at a, uh, another scripture in John, Matthew chapter 3, both Matthew, Mark, and Luke record the vocal voice of God from heaven. It's uh, a number of times, but at the beginning of Jesus' public ministry, at age 30, give or take, Jesus went down to the Jordan River near Anon, where, where John was baptizing. And you, you know the story. He went in there, and John said, Behold the Lamb of God. And, and Jesus said, I want to get in line and be baptized. And they had a little dialogue there. And John said, This isn't about baptism. This whole thing is about you. And Jesus said, Suffer to be so to fulfill all righteousness. 
So Jesus goes down into the water to identify with human beings like you and me to make sure that we realize that God is approachable by man. Oh, I felt the Lord in that. God is approachable by man. We can't approach him through Jesus. And when Jesus went into the water, could you leave those off, please? I've got video coming. I want to make sure that we have the most amount of impact with that. A voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. When we're talking about the super son of God, we're talking about someone who's beloved of the Lord, and God spoke a voice from heaven saying, in him I am well pleased. And I want to let you know that as you come to the Lord through Jesus Christ, now this will short circuit you if you're trying to please God with your works, but God is well pleased with you. Because he sees you through Jesus Christ, and he wants you to learn and grow in him. Wendy, can we get that little piece ready uh, with another commercial? You know, it's Super Sunday. You think, oh, I'm going to hear all the interviews. Well, we're going to stop for a station break here now because we're going to sell about $10 million worth of product through this ball game. Now, I want to share a couple of commercials with you today about some great things God is doing. Uh, we already saw an image, a real uh, encounter with the Lord through one of our, our little ones. Are, are we ready on this commercial? As, as Jesus was commencing his ministry, a voice comes from heaven. And I heard a little voice in this little video. Uh, I feel it was from heaven, and I'm partial. But see if you won't catch it too. Lord is my horsey. The Lord is my strength, and the Lord is saying to get back on my horsey to stay by the moo cow. When uh, the Lord speaks, he, speak, he loves everybody. He speaks to people that are in prison. He speaks to people that are in palaces. He speaks to the little ones, and we hear his voice, and that's a good thing. Jesus uh, communicated his voice constantly to people, and I just wanted to point out at the Beginning of Jesus' ministry, I don't know if he needed that affirmation, but he got an affirmation. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So I want to release that beloved element of the Lord here in our church and uh, let you know that God loves you and he wants to fellowship with you. And in these very elementary levels, that is as important to the Lord 
as Billy Graham's research to go minister to a president. Isn't it? Jesus said, don't forbid the children. Let them, let them just get splashed full of the presence of God. God, who at various times in divers' manners spoken to us in time past by the fathers, to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son. He's appointed the Son to be heir of all things. He also made the worlds. A little, little, little. <laughs> and oh, by the way, he also made the worlds. It's not, yeah, I, I got a. You know, I got another trophy for bowling in the back room if you want. He made all the worlds. And then he says, I, I want to talk to Tim. I want to talk to Eagles Nest Church. Wendy, are we ready on that other one now? Uh, do you have your bike ride video? Okay. When It was maybe in 2011 when this church was celebrating its 10-year or 15-year, right in that area, uh, anniversary. The Lord began to uh, just really move our... Um, food pantry began to expand it and bring increase and you know we're kind of getting our sea legs on a ship that's getting overloaded with stuff and we were giving it out and we had the the vision to expand and so we began asking the Lord on how to do it and all of you that are still here we began praying together and seeking the Lord and and knocking on some doors and even riding our bikes Wendy let's just turn this on she was riding her bike through um, a property at the time I think it was a hundred acres uh, right near our house. Is it live or is it just still? Okay, go ahead. This is it, uh, the promised land in the green. She's just riding through on her bike and we're praying about what to do. And, uh, you know, could God, could God be involved in moving in moving us or giving us an opportunity to uh, step out of the, the box of the building here. And we, all of you, we all prayed together and, and then sowed some seed, and, and God allowed us to move into the realm of uh, getting the, uh, the first farm where we're growing crops and had a vision to possibly build a structure in time. And in the meantime, it's growing uh, organic and uh, cash crops. And then as uh, time proceeded or progressed, we felt like the Lord would have us knock on the door, and this video, you all remember this, this is in 2015, and this is in honor of all those that have served here in our food pantry, and uh, again, it was Wayne's vision, you'll see him, he's in heaven, my mom's in heaven, Carol's in heaven, there's people that are gone on already that were sowers into the vision here, but when God speaks a word, and it's a living word, it doesn't die. It stays in a continuum. It hangs in everlasting olam is the Hebrew word for eternity. There's no beginning of it. There's no ending of it. You just caught a hold of it, and God wants us to hang on. So this video, I'd like you to see again, and just let's let the Lord bless you. It's three minutes and five seconds, and uh, it was what we brought to Candace Hennessy, the, the chief executive officer and president of the Curative Care Network that has uh, establishments for adult daycare all over all over, you know, in 17 cities, I believe it is. And so we knocked on their door, and this is what, what we asked. Hello. My name is Tim Winter, and I'm the senior pastor and founder of Eagles Nest Christian Church in the Miami Falls, Brookfield area. I would like to present a brief video message to the Curative Board of Directors describing who we are and the reason for our proposal. At Eagles Nest Christian Church, we share a similar vision with you of promoting the health and well-being of 
Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday every week. Since 2002, inside our lower level, we've operated two licensed agencies for Feeding America, where we distribute between 500 and 3,000 pounds of food and household items three times a week to all who come. Our multi-ethnic membership includes a diversity of young families and grandparents, college and career ages, Down syndrome, and other special needs people. Today, we are facing a challenge. After 16 years of serving the community, we need more space. We are interested in purchasing the land and buildings owned by Curative on Maple Road and Menominee Avenue in Menominee Falls. The Curative property would give us room to grow and enable us to better serve the community in these ways. Using the existing buildings, we would conduct our church services and weekly meetings. We would also continue to feed the hungry by increasing our food pantry operations with the help of our partners at Feeding America and the Walmart Fresh Market Foundation in Menominee Falls. In fact, one of the buildings could be turned into a drive-through food pantry with a walk-in cooler, enabling semi-trailer service. This facility will be a state-of-the-art and first of its kind, becoming a model for others to follow. We would have the ability to load pallets from growers and give the people food they need to feed their families. We would use the indoor riding arena and pastures to reintroduce horses to the beautiful rural countryside. I have raised my family across the street from the ranch curative property since 1988. I am hopeful that for generations to come, our community will continue to experience all the beauty that this land has to offer. Amen. That was in 2015, and this is now, of course, all of you are, are maybe you're not, but we, God has done that, and uh, someone saw that video. Yeah, God has done it. The reason for me sharing that is because when God is getting ready to do something in the earth, he lets a message come down from heaven. Isaiah chapter 10 and verse 8 said, God sent a word to Jake, or God sent a word to the earth and it lighted upon Jacob. God chooses people to do his work. And in order to do his work, we need a plan. We need to hear his voice. And uh, God speaks his voice. He's speaking by the power of his Holy Spirit. He's speaking through his word. He's speaking absolutely through his messengers. We've got you know a church full of pastors here. The people that want to grow and serve and make a difference with the influence of the Lord, not that's far superseding any human influence. And when God speaks a word, whether it's kneel, kneel down and, uh, boy, if that, if I, I don't know about you, and I know she's, Clark, that's our granddaughter, but I feel the Lord when I see her kneeling there. Can we go back to that? I just want to have some good images. Those are some, some Super Sun Day commercials. Because God gave us a word. When he was riding through that, that park-like environment of 80 acres, they sold off a few acres. And we're believing the Lord as normal people. 
just, you know, many of you have sowed and sacrificed your finances to make that happen. Well, yesterday we were over on that land ministering uh, or, you know, cleaning up some of the buildings, being good stewards, and uh, God was moving and people were, uh, we've never met some of these people, but they're hearing about it through the press releases. And so I wanted to let you know that. And uh, one came from California and Chuck Smith's ministry and saw it online and um, said, hey, did you see the article in the paper? I said, no, no, I didn't. I've been pretty busy. But uh, th there's some very good things happening. And I wanted to encourage you that God wants to use you because Jesus Christ paid the price for anything that would hinder you from being used. And that's, well, uh, I'm going to just read real quick um, Oops, I forgot, I don't have my touch button on here. Jesus was made so much better than the angels, Hebrews 1.4. Number 5, please, Wendy, if you can switch back. Thank you for working with me. And he, by an inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels had he said at any time, You're my son, this day have I begotten you. And again, I will be to him a father, and he will be to son. And again, now, the writer of Hebrews is quoting three words that came to Jesus. And he's building his case to strengthen others on someone else that heard from God. That's how the kingdom grows. And I want to do that here for you, uh, first of all, through the scriptures, but also through personal testimony and invite you just to really dig in and plant and let your roots go down deep. The last one, and again, when he brings his first begotten into the world, and he said, the angels of God shall worship him. But we sure are a worshiping church, and I not only want to honor our, honor our food pantry, I want to honor those that have dedicated a good portion of every week of their life to stay fresh. What's God singing in Australia? What's God singing in Europe? What's, remember Martin Smith? What's God singing in England? Uh, you know, we've met some of these people, and we are committed to moving the kingdom forward in our, in our region, with our energy with our prayers, with our children, with our seniors. My goodness, that's God's call. That's the family of God, the church. And it's not by the blood of man, it's by the blood of Jesus, and that's a good thing. So Jesus obtains an inheritance, Hebrews 1, 4. What is he going to do with that inheritance? He's so loving and so giving, he's going to give his inheritance to us. That's beautiful. So we'll develop that more detailed another day. At the baptism, Jesus hears the voice of the Father. Now, as we kind of transition, I've used some commercials. These are things happening here. We're really excited about it. Um, Matthew chapter 17, this is number seven, please. As Before I read this, which was getting Jesus, the baptism of Jesus got him ready for the next three years of his ministry by an audible voice from heaven that other people heard. Now, you just saw a video that, you know, if you hear from God and you say something's going to happen, if you did hear from God, this is my, gra my grandson, my son-in-law. It will happen. Yeah, one of the proof of if you heard from God, God doesn't excuse me, saith the Lord, I made a mistake on that. No, 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 no. Moses, if anyone tells you and comes, I'm feeling the warm and fuzzies, I'm feeling the shakes, the goosebumps, the quakes, oh, God says I'm supposed to marry you. <laughs> that ain't God for me. <laughs> and Moses said if it doesn't happen, that person didn't hear from God. That's a criterion. So when God does speak and things happen, 
Those should be assurance, reassurance markers along the way. I'm on the right road. Thank you, Jesus. So before I read uh, what set Jesus up for the end of his ministry, which was his passing the gate of death, may I just put this, and this is um, something you'd either see any one of our family or go online. On Tuesday, tomorrow's Monday, today's Super S-O-N, Super Sunday. Thank you, Jesus. He's the beloved son. On Tuesday, we'll be... Uh, at the village of Menominee Falls government office, we have a public hearing for that program you just saw for the Promised Land Ranch and Preserve that has basically five things. It's got a group home where we can meet the needs of not, not too many, but it's a, it's a great start of people that ha have some um, needs that we can minister to. And then there's a, a writing arena where people have already been coming saying, I, I deal in he equine therapy. That's my skill set. I can't wait. Others are coming. We want to make this building better. Others are coming. Well, we used to have our meetings here in this clubhouse. We want to bring our youth out here. So there's a lot of good things already in motion, but we need the government of Menominee Falls to give us a thumbs up. So this is, if, if uh, I can ask you a favor, if you'd like to come, we are the first on the agenda, Tuesday, 630 at Pilgrim and Menominee Avenue, the Village Hall, and we can... In fact, we were meeting this past week with the former president of Menominee Falls. Everyone that I have talked with is thrilled with the vision, with the exception of those that tried to buy the property and they wouldn't sell it to them. I didn't know there were other people in line with more money, cash on the barrel, and just wanted to get it going until after it closed. These people are making their way. I tried to get that. How'd you get it? I thought, I <laughs> God did it. So if you can't come, here's what you can do. You can write an email to the village of Menominee Falls in support of the food distribution, the equine therapy, the mini golf with wheelchair access, the group home, or the trail hiking. We've uh, had a bunch of snowshoers out there. Uh, just it's a beautiful place to convalesce, to refresh, and to just draw close to the Lord. Uh, so I'd ask that. That would be a great commercial deep sitting president of Menominee Falls after our first meeting and several, you know, we've been meeting with them, wrote me an email. Stu said, Dad, that needs to go on the wall. He said, in all my years of public service, I've never had an, an organization come before us for a conditional use permit and uh, do what you're intending to do. You have my utmost support. He's only one vote, but it's a good vote to have as president. And uh, then he also referred us to the PTSD, and I already called them. We've talked. Uh, there's a builder that builds homes and donates them to, to veterans out of the overflow of their business. Come on, we, we can't. It's, business was never made just to get one person where they want to go. Business is a gift from God to keep everyone going where they need to go. So as I was, I want to honor David Bellman and uh, Don Bellman, my dad would have uh, worked with him. Bellman Homes were here when CF Winter Builder, my dad's father, taught us to build homes. So these are men of substance that want to see this happen. So send, uh, send off an email, get the address from our people, and uh, we'll be blessed. Now, let's go back to the scriptures here. It's Super Sunday. Those, the, we've had some real commercials. We're not selling anything. We're announcing the goodness of God that the beloved son of the father it, it earned an inheritance and said, I'm going to give it to Tim, I'm going to give it to Kathy, I'm going to give it to Pam, I'm going to give it to Carrie, I'm going to give what I have received from the Father unselfishly. At the Mount of Transfiguration, 
This would have been at the end of Jesus' earthly life. He was on there with Moses and Elijah and James, Peter, and John. And the excellent glory, Peter says in 1 Peter 2, the excellent glory opens in heaven. And so we got Moses and Elijah and Peter. You know, I think, oh my, this is amazing. What, are, what should we do with these, uh, these great patriarchs and prophets in our midst? And the voice of God comes from heaven. While uh, Jesus is speaking, the scripture tells us about his uh, coming death. Now, it's interesting the two characters that God brings out of the heavenly spiritual realm to communicate with Jesus. Both of them had a unique passageway through the gates of death. Moses was taken personally up by the presence of God onto Mount Nebo. We go there when we went to Israel or the country of Jordan. And we go through Nebo and get as close to those elevations as you can. On one of those rocky crags, God said, Moses, this is your last breath. And I'm burying you so people don't uh, idolize you and, and make you the, the venerate of their worship and all of that. So he had a unique passage through death. And then Elisha, we know the story of him. He, he was taken by a whirlwind up into heaven and did not see bodily death as we would know it. So God sends these two testimony-bearing individuals to Jesus' life. And keep in mind, his, when he, those nails went into his hands, it hurt. And the, the, the nail or the, the brow being scarred by the thorns and the, the, the acid in a, in a thorn, my, my goodness, that hurt. So he was being prepared that there's a way through death that you don't even see and that's what was happening. And then as they're discussing his passing, a voice comes from heaven. A cloud overshadows them. And out of the cloud, the voice says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. I don't know where you are in your walk with Jesus, but I can tell you as you're walking with him, the beloved son of God is holding your hand. Sometimes as we sang this morning, we don't see it, but he's there. He promised to be there, and many times God will give us a sign to help us move through a season. This is the last scripture I'd like to use in, uh, as the, we prepare for the communion this morning. In Malachi chapter 4, the last prophetic voice of the Old Testament, it's about 460 years before Jesus came. This is a promise. Unto you that fear my name, this whole place is filled with people. I want to invite our ushers to come and begin to minister the uh, communion elements. Just pass them out in an orderly fashion and we'll prepare our hearts. I'm, I'm <clears throat> Just come as you, as you can. Thank you very much. To a generation that would precede Jesus by 400 years, uh, God raised a man named Malachi to be a voice, uh, crying in the wilderness. He would, he would uh, announce that God still loved his people in the midst of a decaying religious gathering of Jewish people. They were discounting the covenant of marriage. They had discontinued to give, and so God restored the value of marriage and the value of giving tithes and offerings in, in the Malachi's writings. 
And then toward the end of his announcement or his prophecy, he says, unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go forth as, and grow up as calves of the stall, and you shall tread the wicked down, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, says the Lord of hosts. Uh, Clark, would you come and stand with me and just minister a prayer and uh, out of the overflow of your uh, journey with the Lord? I, I want to... Ask the Lord to release the goodness of bringing healing in our midst today as we partake of these elements together. The Son of Righteousness is one of the terms of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, we are within the plan of God and according to the will of God to ask Him to do what He said He would do. And communion is one of those Super Sunday commercials, a reminder of what God did in the past for access to heaven and for heaven's entrance to our lives. Amen. Amen. You guys, I'm going to read out of um, the book today, The uh, Principles of Church Living. I want to really encourage you guys, Sunday morning, Bill and I are having a great time downstairs and just really, really being refreshed in God's Word. Um, right now, you guys, again, there's only two of us down there. I invite every single person to be down there with us. It's just so rich. In my, in my readings, you guys, I love, I love church. I love um, the worship. I love the Word. In my personal time, I'm in Joshua right now, and um, I just had three words for us before we started this today. It was... Um, the Lord was speaking to Joshua, and one of the things that he said to him was, stand firm. You guys, you know what? I, I don't know what you're going through, but God wants us to stand firm in the words that we've heard today, the words over our lives. And then, if you guys want to do this, you're more than welcome. At, in, in about chapter 6 or 7, the Lord tells him to stand up. So if you guys wanted to stand up today, I think it's, it means you're taking a firm stance in what God is about to do. Then, you guys, you know what? On the seventh day, I believe this is the seventh day, it's church. Uh, around Jericho, you guys, Jericho represents a stronghold into the promised land, into the new livings of what God had for his people. You guys, you know what? They were supposed to do some marching for six days. And on the seventh day, when he said to shout, we were supposed to shout. And you guys, you know what? We, I heard a lot of shouting in here today. And I heard, you know what, you guys, what is God doing? God is breaking through any strongholds, whether it's fear, whether it's health, whether it's anxiety in our minds or things that have, are holding us back from the Lord. You guys, God wants, you know what, you guys, he spoke to Jericho in, I think it's chapter 6. He says, I've already delivered the king and the army. Well, what does that represent? Anything that would come against our heavenly king. Any adversary of our very being. So, Father, you guys, Lord, just let's shout, man. Let's, let's make this real. Yeah, I sing hallelujah. You know what, you guys? Come on. That's why we come to church. It's the table of grace. It's the table of love. It's the table of bringing to life what Jesus did for us. The bread represents the body that was broken, and it also represents the word that was spoken. So, Father, I thank you for the word. I thank you for your love, Lord. I thank you for your, your, your songs that set us free, that bring us to praise and, and, and 
walk around that stronghold, Lord, of our lives and see it with your life, Lord. You guys, you can take the communion anytime you want. Father, I thank you for the, what you did on that cross. Lord, and we do this today as in a remembrance, Lord, of that future table that you have for us. Jesus said he gave you victory. Victory in health, victory in life, victory in love in Jesus' name. Father, we're thankful for the vine. The vine speaks of the blood of Jesus that heals anything. It's, it brings us into the presence of God, brings us into heaven. Father, we're so thankful for this cup, the sin, the blood that covers our sin, Lord, covers the sin of those who have sinned against us, for the offender, for the offendee, um, for those, Lord, that didn't know. We are so thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ that was spilled at Calvary, went down and touched the ark, and it was done. In Jesus' name, take it and drink. Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for walking in the newness of life as a new creature. In Jesus' name, let us never, ever forget who we are and the price that was paid for our life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.